0: You gotta fight for your right to party! You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City.
1: We did it, baby! Welcome to the Aftermath, ladies and gentlemen. Season 3, Episode 6. I'm your host tonight. CJ Jones with my good friend, my buddy, Chris Timpany. Chris, how are we doing on this rough Tuesday, man?
0: Man, we've been better. You know, we're recording this Tuesday evening, and so it's been a few days, and, you know, it's still a little frustrating how uh, that Chiefs game went against the Colts Sunday. But, uh, hey, we're going to get through it. It's, you know, it's the NFL, man. How about you? You're actually in Indy, man. How was it?
1: Hey, great trip. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, we wish we would have left with the W, but overall, no, good city, good area. Uh, the fans were definitely excited at jumping. Um, I definitely, uh, I got a lot of reviews and a lot of feedback. People really appreciate our tailgating scene, so they say it's oh, one nice. of the kind. So definitely, Chiefs Kingdoms have something to be proud of for sure.
0: Yeah, did you see that video on Fox circling around where it was like Charles Woodson and Mike Vick. and uh, I think there was someone else that were all talking about how Arrowhead was the was the best uh, environment in the nfl period and so those are some guys that that know what they're talking about there exactly, so.
1: absolutely yeah the fans told me the exact same thing it's one of a kind you can't get it anywhere else so definitely something to be proud of for sure
0: nice nice well hey enough with this positive stuff let's get right <laughs> into it <laughs> um what there's a lot of things we could pick out There's a lot of things that we'll probably get into but if you had to pick your number what what's the number one thing you were frustrated with the most off um, the lost sunday
1: the biggest one would probably be, obviously, you know, going on the road, your first obviously your first major road, because obviously we started the year off in Arizona, but they were a team that was were missing a lot of pieces. But um it's like, you know mistakes are going to happen, and you try to overcome them. It's just the mistakes kept rolling, almost like a snowball effect, right, Chris? It's like we had, obviously, the, the muff punt and the drop pass and the penalty. It just kept rolling. And you're thinking, all right, we'll eventually right the ship. And we just kept making a big mistake essentially every quarter. There was always something, whether it be a call, a misplay, a missed opportunity. It was just like an overall frustrating day.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. And I, I kind of want to go on a little mini rant here because like, my biggest thing is <laughs> by did. far – you know I like Rand. I don't know if I'm getting any good at him, but you know I like Rand. By far, a special team, man. I mean, we can talk about the Chris Jones. We can talk about a couple drop passes, missed opportunities by the offense and the defense giving up that lot. We could talk about all that. It literally comes down to – three plays in my mind and we're talking about a 23 to 10 win. If they make these three plays, we're, you know, talking about the offense, but we're not concerned about it, but instead, because the the special teams didn't make three very routine plays. We're sitting here and, you know, half the fan base is freaking out about things that we wouldn't even be worried about. If here's the three, if they Skymore touch, catches a punt, you know, at the beginning there, very routine. That takes a touchdown off the board because Indy couldn't do anything. If the Chiefs can make a 34 yarder, which I mean, I know extra points and things get missed all That's, that's just a, layup, time. Right? That's a layup. layup. That's a layup for an NFL team. And if you just don't go for it on fourth and ten with Tommy Townsend, if you just kick that field goal too, I mean, those are. It's not like I'm saying. You know, oh, if this play would have been here, this would have hit this block. You know, I'm not even looking at the X's and O's. I'm looking at three routine, simple things on special teams that every team does multiple times a week. The Chiefs are probably walking out with the 23-10 win. We're talking a little bit about some certain things. But for the most part, there's not a lot, you know, not a lot. Of conversation, but because they couldn't make simple routine plays on special teams, we got to sit here and talk about if Chris Jones saying mean words to another man is a big deal. <laughs> no, you know I what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, that's uh, okay, I'm done. I'm over it. But man, that's no, no, that's no. what that game simply came down to.
1: I would agree with the same points, man. Mines would probably be to add on the ones you said. I would probably say, obviously, we dropped a touchdown by Travis Kelsey. That one was very frustrating as well. Um, obviously you don't like the penalty that Chris Jones got. Cause I don't agree with, I, I, I get the call with the ref is trying to say, but you don't make that call in that time because literally it's yeah. third down team visits off the field guys, yapping at each other. guys, yap all the time. So I don't really get making a call for talking to players. That's this is not something you just don't do in an NFL game. In my opinion, I don't mind you trying to tell players, all right, calm down, give them a warning, but don't pull a flag right there in that moment. That's kind of Bush league to me. Um, yeah, then obviously, Pat missed the overthrow on MBS. That could have been a touchdown as well. And like I agree with you on with the one on Sky. So if Trav catches the touchdown, that's six points. If we don't overthrow MBS, that's another touchdown possibly. Sky gave them a touchdown as well with his muff punt. And obviously, we had to miss extra point and a missed um, field goal attempt. So essentially, that was 18 points we left on the field right there. So right. It, was, it, was, it was a long day for the offense, definitely for the special teams. I know Coach Tove is definitely going to get after those guys this week. Because I know we pride ourselves on being a good special teams unit, we're always top five in the league, obviously. So um, that's definitely something to harp on this week. But obviously, you know, mistakes are going to happen. Rather it be now than the end of the season. Some kind of silver lining. Left the game without any injuries, but uh, that's like my little mini rant. I try to be composed with it, so that's what <laughs> I'm known for. It. So I try. I let Chris be the 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 over-anxious when I, I try to keep everyone level-headed.
0: So <laughs> Right. Well, that's what it is. Like, you know, the overthrows and drop passes are just going to happen. I mean, I yeah, think yeah, exactly. Patrick leads the, the – the Chiefs lead the league in, like, drop passes over the last three years. And, you know, we always see Patrick overthrow, you know, especially early. Like, the, like that stuff doesn't even phase me really anymore. Like, that doesn't even bug me. That's just part of football. It's just those basic things that you that's do great. every single week – he didn't. They we weren't able to perform this week, and uh, that's just got. That's you just can't have it, in it. against an NFL team, but let's jump back to the Chris Jones thing real quick, just because there's, there's he's getting some heat. You know, he owned up to it, said it's his fault. I don't. I don't think it's his fault. I he would have had to say something horrific. No facts. He had to do something outlandish. horrific not- for that to be warranted. And you know, based on the reactions from the people around here and the words. Doesn't look like he said anything horrific. He probably just talked a little smack to a exactly. MVP quarterback after <laughs> he made a game-winning sack, smack. potentially smack. at that time. Like, if he's not allowed to talk some talk some trash and talk some smack, then when are you allowed? I mean, that's that's just what's the most frustrating for me. I, I already talked. We already talked about all the mistakes. So I'm not trying to give the Chiefs a pass here because they 100 no, no. percent deserve to lose. Context but, matters. Sure. But the fact that that was the penalty that kind of gave the Colts a fifth life, if you will, is really frustrating.
1: No, I completely agree. No, it's it's. I know a lot of people are trying to say that's an excuse, and I was talking to a lot of Colts fans as I was walking down the escalator and obviously leaving leaving the stadium. And I was not making excuses. Obviously, we we gave the game away multiple times, as you said. We tried to make sure the Colts left the game with a W instead of taking that W ourselves and going back home to Kansas City. But context matters, right? So things that can be both things can be true because it it felt like in the second half of that game, neither team wanted to win. Multiple three and outs, turnovers, left points on the field, a lot of penalties that either team or either coaching staff would not agree with. But I think one we could probably more so, as a a football fan, you don't want to see a game be change because of a verbal confrontation. That's something nobody wants to see. Let the players leave it up to their play on the field. So if the play is over and guys are guys are yapping, give them a warning and say, hey, don't do that again. And then just keep the play moving on. But to throw a flag because two guys are jawing at each other, if that's the case, there should be flags every play. The <laughs> guy right. really talked almost essentially every play. So yeah, it, it was frustrating for me to see and I, I didn't get it at all. And I know the report is supposed to come out this week to figure out what he actually said, but overall, yeah, I think I think that call was definitely outlandish. I don't, I don't agree with that at all.
0: Yeah, it was pretty bad. But are we is are we got to start talking about this Chiefs as a defense first team? Hey, and like that's. That, are we right. <laughs> I was like, they only gave up seven and three quarters t- to the Cardinals before that became, that's you know, uh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Garbage time. Garbage time. Yep, it again. You know, the pick six to win against the Chargers.
1: Another defensive play.
0: And then you, this Chiefs scored two touchdowns. Both touchdowns were set up by. Sack fumbles by Dunlap and Sneed.
1: Two strip sacks,
0: and Yeah, two strip sacks set up the only two offensive touchdowns for the Chiefs in the in the loss, but ble- you know, the defense was the one that created things. Exactly. So like I don't know. I I don't I know we have it on, the Chargers are a good offense, we think. Um, even though they struggled with all their injuries against the Jaguars. But the Chargers are a good offense. We're, the jury's still out on the Colts and the, and the Cardinals. I don't think the Colts are going to be a good offense. We'll see what the Cardinals can do. But should we start giving this Chiefs defense more credit?
1: Absolutely. I think they're definitely one of the units that we said coming into the season, like, hey, if this unit gets it together and starts rolling around the bye week, they could be a unit that can be scary. They're ahead of schedule, Chris. We're mm-hmm. in week three, and we're already in double-digit sacks, and the team is rolling. We get multiple picks. We have a pick six already on the year. We have multiple strip sacks already on the year. We're only in week three. And people we are doing this without Willie Gay, one of our best linebackers, without our essentially going to future be our number one corner, without Trent McDuffie. So we have guys that are not there as far as depth pieces, and we're still balling out on defense when our offense is kind of dragging their feet at times. They've scored mm-hmm. in moments, but they could have done a lot better than what we've expected. So like you said, the tables have kind of turned because in years past at this point, we will be complaining about is and spags doing this. Why isn't the defense playing at this level or, why aren't these guys making plays? And now it's the complete opposite. The defense is carrying this team the first three weeks of the season. They've been getting stops, getting guys off the field, getting game-changing plays on defense, turning turnovers into points. And our offense has to eventually pick it up, which I believe they will. We have a, the best quarterback in the league and one of the best play callers, Andy Reid. I have no doubt they'll fix the ship. But as of this right now, we are a defensive football team. And that's something that a lot of people in Chiefs Kingdom have been clamoring for. They should be they should be proud and be happy about So. I'm happy that our defense is playing well. Our offense should improve, but as of right now, our defense is playing really, really good football.
0: Yeah, you know, you talk about the absence of of Willie Gay, the guy who took over Darius Harris. He he struggled on that first possession, or not I don't, I don't even want to say struggle. He gave up that touchdown um after the mupped punt because the t- you know, on just a good play call where the tight end snuck in behind him. Other than that one play, which you know, I, I think could happen to anybody in that in that scenario. He played really well. I think he had like 13 tackles. He just seemed to flow to the ball well. I mean, if this is just another depth guy, I mean, they released uh, Elijah Lee today. Does it? And, and, in a large, and a large part of that is probably because how well Harris played at the linebacker position, given the Chiefs another option along with Bolton, Chanel, and when Gay returns. I mean, that you got to be excited how this linebacker core is shaping up.
1: No, absolutely. And we said come into the season, that would be one of the strengths of our team is that depth. Guys like Leo Chennault, Harris, Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and all the guys are stepping up and making plays. So I'm proud of this group for guys stepping up and doing adversity. And when you're losing the guy, you lose depth. And guys got to come in and make plays. And outside of the – the obviously, like, we know there are two tight ends, like Jelani Woods and like other guys make, make two touchdown catches in the Colts game. Jonathan Taylor really didn't have a big day. and That was my uh-huh. biggest concern that we talked about on the last episode. Is like, what are we going to do against their run game because we know they were coming off a week where they obviously didn't score any points, but Jonathan Taylor only had nine touches. But outside of the um, play on the goal line, their running game really didn't get going. So credit to our defense, credit to the front seven. Those guys came to play and they showed up for sure.
0: Yeah, that was that was a big plus on on slowing him down. I think he ended up getting the yards, but it was on a lot of different touches. Um, you know another guy who probably probably the best game of his career – was Colin Saunders. He popped for yep. maybe the first time ever, ever since other than maybe when he was playing linebacker, you know, in the week 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. throwaway game. You know, he he got some reps. He made the most of them. I mean, he's, if he can be, you know, I think he's in year four now, former third rounder. If he can finally start to actually be a true death piece and be a productive player, man, <laughs> that defensive line that we were so worried about four weeks ago, five weeks ago, whatever the case is, is looking like a real strength of this team. I mean, everyone's playing well.
1: Absolutely. Caleb Sonder played a great game. At least he left the game with three tackles, and one of those could have been a TFL debatable. But he's, and we and you, were, you were saying his name during preseason. This is a guy that's been overplaying his expectation that looked like he's playing with a fire lit under him, and it showed on Sunday, man. He's definitely been playing very well. I was proud of, obviously, the safeties. I think, obviously, I was proud of um, Justin mm-hmm. Reed. Juan Thornhill mm-hmm. came in and made a play at the end of the game to get the ball out as well. So I was proud of those guys for getting involved. We knew that was going to be a big week for them to get tested because we knew that our run game was going to be kind of like shifted as far as like they were going to have to bring more guys in the box so those guys were going to have to make plays. So I was definitely proud of the way those guys stepped up. And outside of the, the couple of big plays they have in the middle of the field, that we really didn't give up any big plays on defense. Like I said, most of the points we gave up were because of our own self-employed uh, mistakes, giving up muff punts and obviously turning the ball over or three and outs or going for fake field goals like you said earlier. So – Outside of those plays, really, our defense really played a clean game. They only gave up a touchdown, so, and it really if that, if you want to say that one, so I, I think our defense really had a, a really a clean day for me because I don't really count that last touchdown because we really got off the field if it wasn't for that call. So yeah, after man. that, our defense really played an absolutely perfect
0: game to me. Right. They get, essentially, they gave up 13 points because I'm counting the last touchdown because it still happened. It was the game winning. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not giving the defense the blame for uh, the first one when, the, you know, they got yeah, a three now yeah, and yeah. they took yeah. over like the four yard line. I'm giving the Chiefs defense a pass on that. Um, but even then, even if you don't give them a pass, 20 points in today's NFL it's is great. <laughs> it's great. Right. You know, like you're going to win, especially with this offense, you're going to win. All your games, you know, or not not all, not obviously. You're going to win 95% of your games if you're giving up 20 yeah. points, you know, with this. With, I think – and that goes to the stat is Mahomes has lost two games in his career where the opposing team has scored less than, like, 24 points, and both games were against the Colts. Weird things happen against the Colts, man. I don't know what it Every is about that play, team. I mean, it's
1: always tough. Whether it's playoff or regular season, they always play it tough, man. But like right. we said, they, they got a good coach from Frank Reich and- they got some. They got some guys over there that can play. They got some all pros. The Forest made a couple plays that could have got us a touchdown. They got some young pass rushers in Quiddie Pay and Yannick and So they got after us a little bit. So credit to them. So good game.
0: So now we do have to jump about to the to the offense real quick before we jump into uh, the the Bucks preview. Mm-hmm. What is it with the offense? Like, what is just the because they looked so good in the preseason and they looked so good week one. What is it about the last two weeks that is really just kind of put the offense in a funk do you think no absolutely
1: it's definitely um it could be a a multiple of reasons obviously our um we're still finding our jail as far as our concepts with our receivers guys are getting open but there's at times where maybe it's a a different nuance of a route here like knowing when to turn your head or knowing when to sit in a zone or run away from man or pat knowing when to overthrow a receiver just by a tad bit or knowing when to check a check check take a check down and he did that a lot Actually in the game, but there was like a couple of plays where one of those could have got us an extra first down. So it's a multiple of things. We run the ball at a decent rate, not an amazing rate, that's if we want to. Our O line has been playing pretty average. Not we're not great, not like like a high pass rush one rate or a block rate, but we're not also in that bottom of the league as well. So I think we've played like probably like a C level game on offense, honestly, through the year. We could be a lot better in a lot of areas, but that's kind of room for growth, right? Like we've said that in the past. Usually it's our defense that needs to pick it up now this year ironically it's our offense that needs to get it going so but uh, all the mistakes that we made chris that i saw on sunday are very correctable the drop by travis kelsey easily correctable overthrow to NVS, that's just like a like a half an inch away from making a play sky don't muff the punt so there's a lot of play that, that and there's a, and if you look at some of the run plays, especially the one on the red zone isaiah pacheco if he waits like one more second patiently he cuts back outside he probably could have scored on that goal line play instead of us settling for a field goal. So there's a lot of plays that we left on the field, a lot of points that we left on the board that I think can definitely be easily corrected. So I'm excited to see what Andy Reid does this week. You see he took accountability in the post-game pressure, and Travis Kelsey did as well. So I'm proud of those guys for stepping up, owning their mistakes, manning up to what they did wrong, and let's see if those guys can go fix it this week.
0: Yeah, and see, it wasn't even the passing though. I didn't think that was really that bad. I mean, they gave up some pressures and Mahomes was having to run around a lot, you know, just Watson dropped that one, you know, the exciting play that Mahomes had. Kelsey dropped another. The over like there's always things you can nitpick at, and we like to do it more when they lose it's just the offensive line hasn't been very good we knew these running backs weren't good I've been calling it you know one of the worst running back rooms in in football and we kind of got away from that just because Clyde looked pretty decent and and you know uh, McKinnon had his moments and Pacheco got his first touch like there was enough positive those first couple weeks that where we kind of got away from you know what they really are and it's just an average to very below in my opinion below average running back room it starts with the line and I don't know. There's a lot of injury buzz now. Of course, there is after loss. Again, these things always get played out. You know, Orlando Brown apparently has a knee injury. Trey Smith's apparently not healed up from, from week one injury. You know, Tooney doesn't look as explosive. So all these things are popping up now that the Chiefs are struggling. I don't know how much of it to actually believe, but those guys need to be need to play better. They they have the hype. People talk about them like they're a top five offensive line. They have not played like it collectively through the last two weeks. You know, week one, it was about flawless. But the last two weeks, it's been giving up a lot of pressures and not very much push in both the pass game and the run game. So that's where I think the biggest fix is in. I think the receivers are fine. I think Pat's fine. I think all that's, you know, the ebbs and flows of just football on the mistakes we've seen there. It all starts, though, for me, with that offensive line.
1: No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Up front is where it starts the big boys got to get moving. And I think that's more so like a, a theme of like, you could probably put a little bit on play calling. Like I, th- I would be more opposed if we, or I would be more suggestive if, if Andy would go to more like a zone blocking scheme. I know, and I know we kind of get downhill sometimes. We like to do gaps sometimes, maybe a little bit of power here and there, but I would like to do, see us maybe, keep pat under center a little bit more maybe do some more zone maybe play action off of that to give your because zone kind of helps your line right because it kind of makes you flow with the way the defense plays and you kind of pick someone up as they come and you kind of get help from that lineman on your backside kind of picking up the trash so I think that's a kind of concept that can give guys a little more of um help or assistance on their blocking because I agree with what you're saying we're missing blocks at times and maybe that could be due to injury guys gelling with each other obviously we know um like Orlando came into camp a little bit late, but he still was still there most of the, most of the camp and all of preseason. So, but well, as we know, the first three or four weeks of every every NFL NFL season, offenses usually tend to struggle, and guys usually have to come out a little bit more hesitant, and guys have to get going by the time the middle of the season starts. So, you are it's definitely some things to nitpick at, some things you can definitely see we can improve on. So, not a lot to be frustrated with. Definitely some things you want to get better at, but all the room for improvement, all the opportunity to go out there and get better. And that's what I love about this team. I love this coaching staff. I know they're going to go in there. I know coach Heck, our O-line coach is going to get these guys right. He's going to coach them up. So I'm excited to see them correct their mistakes this week versus Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, And so let's jump into this week. Let's look, you know, the O line's gonna have to play well. This is the best, one of the best, if not the best, front seven in football, as the Chiefs play the Tampa Bay Bucks. We don't know where yet. There is a hurricane moving into Tampa Bay. So there is a chance this game gets played in Minnesota. Why Minnesota? Well, the Vikings and Jaguars are playing in London this week, and so both teams have to Vikings have their Vikings the and Saints. Vikings says. Vikings Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, sorry. I don't know why. I, I'm so used to the Jags playing in London. I was just kinda no, no, say playing, you know, like Vikings <laughs> that uh those stadiums are are having to uh are both available. Um I think the Vikings is the one that they're the most rumored to to um have available this week. But anyway, that front seven, the, the Bucks are the best defense in football right now, statistically. And like I that does scare me a little bit with how the offense in the line have been playing the last few weeks. Like what, what should we expect from this game?
1: No, absolutely. That defense has been playing lights out and they have a lot of guys over there. Todd Bowles obviously is leading the helm. So they have a great unit. A lot of guys that are still there from that Super Bowl game that a lot of people even remember. Um, and, off, and on the opposite side of the ball, you can probably talk about how their offense has been struggling just like ours has at, at times. So, but uh, to focus on that defense, everybody's still there. The guys that were giving us issues, um, Shaq Barrett is still there. Avante David, Devin White, Antoine Winfield, Carlton Davis, the whole crew. I think the only guy that's not there is probably and Sue, who's still a free agent, and Jason Pierre-Paul, who just signed with the Baltimore Ravens. So Outside of that, the base of that defense is still there. They like to get pressure. They like to blitz you up front. They like to get after you. So It's, it's going to be a big week for this O-line that we just talked about that's struggling in the run game a little bit and giving up some pressures and, and pass rates. So, um, it's going to be a big week for those guys to show if they really improved on their mistakes, to watch their film and critique and they're going to have to get ready this week. To give yourself a chance, I think we have to obviously run the football and try to and try to condense the game a little bit and not put our alignment on island so much and I try to take advantage of the plays that we can make. Because I believe that their safeties are very athletic, but I think they can be had at times. Their linebackers are very good, so I know they're going to try to do their best to take away uh, Travis Kelsey. So our receivers going to have to take some shots this week and try to figure out a way to make some plays. So I expect to see a lot of running backs getting involved this week to try to slow down that pass rush. So we'll definitely see what uh, Andy gets uh, cooks up in the playbook this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then on on the uh, on the offensive or on the defensive side, Mike Evans is probably going to be back, or Mike Evans will be back. Julio will probably be back. I don't know where Godwin standing yeah, is Alvin right and Julio now. Julio are Kind of, yeah. Right, right. But, too. but Mike Evans will for sure be back. And so at the very least, you're kind of looking at a Chargers esque receiver um, well, group. Yeah. You know, just because Mike Williams. Uh, was without and then without Keenan Allen, but I think I think at least one, if not both, of Julio and Godwin will be back. Cole Beasley looked pretty good last week, so there's going to be some guys to test this secondary that's played fa- fairly well so far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, if, if the nice. pass rush can get, get keep getting to keep getting home like they have been through three weeks, I mean, I think that Absolutely. five sacks last week, the Chiefs had the greatest sack differential in football. And I think that's been more of a Mahomes stat on the offensive side, um, because we know he's been pressured a lot. But on the defensive side, that just shows how much they've been getting home. And if that keeps up against a banged up Tampa O line, we could have a low scoring game. I know you don't think Brady Mahomes is a low scoring game, but uh, you know what, what? Where's your take on that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I definitely think it could be a low scoring game because obviously we know. Tom Brady and this offense have definitely struggled. Um, I think they have, I think three touchdowns through the first three quarters, the first three games of the year. So they've definitely struggled to put up points, and obviously that's due to injury, right? Like they've had Julio Jones miss games because of hamstring. Godwin's recovering from the ACL. Mike Evans missed a game because of suspension. So, and obviously they're getting a lot of they're adjusting to a lot of new pieces, right? Like Gronk is not there; he obviously retired. They brought in Kyle Rudolph. I don't think he's gotten too much involved. Russell Gage dropped some passes on Sunday versus Green Bay. I could see Tom kind of frustrated with him trying to get him going as well. Cole Beasley they brought in off the street like a week ago. So there's a lot of things that they've obviously changed in that offensive room. But Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. You can never under a 12. But um, definitely this is an opportunity for our D-line to continue to show that dominance because they've gotten a lot of pressure. We had two strip sacks last week, had multiple sacks in the Chargers game as well. And then obviously we got after and contained Kyler Murray. So we've kind of like dipped down as far as like the athleticism. It's kind of funny. We started off with Kyler Murray. then we went to um, Justin Herbert, two guys. Colin Murray is very athletic. Justin Herbert is a decent athlete, not a great runner. Then we went to a statue or kind of guy that's not really as mobile And Matt Ryan. And then now we're going to Tom Brady. So as a D-line, you're kind of happy because when you know a guy that's kind of pretty much going to be in the pocket and not going to move outside, you know where he's going to be at that seven to eight yard range behind the line. And you know where you can target and when you can get after the quarterback, especially we know Spags love to send those slot blitzes with our corners and our safeties loves to get after the quarterback. So this is a great opportunity for our defense to go out there and continue to show their dominance. We just hope that our offense picks it up and definitely gives our defense a little break because we know when we start scoring and we get rolling, this is going to be a hard football team to beat, especially the way our defense
0: is playing. Right. No, definitely. Um, So like is the special teams going to be fixed? Do you think the oh, I, 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 I the doubt, Chiefs I just doubt. just signed a new kicker? Obviously they let they let go. Um, what is his name? I don't have it up in front of me. They brought oh, in Amendola.
1: we cut. Yeah.
0: No, they let go Amendola, but yeah, they they, they okay. brought in someone else in case Butker is not able to go. Best case scenario is that Harrison's just back. You don't have to worry about it if they're playing in the dome in in Minnesota. If that's the thing, maybe take a deep breath about a. Uh, the the special teams woes this week is I mean, obviously
1: yeah, you, you want you want your kicker back I, I would pray and hope that Harrison comes back this week I think because I heard there's some rumors that he could have pushed to come back from the Indianapolis game but they didn't want him to do that they wanted him to come back give him one more extra week of rest because we all know he got hurt literally the opening kick of week one in the Arizona game so that's right. three quarters right there then you had the Chargers game we played on a Thursday an extra couple of days off then Tampa or Indianapolis and now Tampa I think this may be around the time they were trying to give Harrison that. Three to four week recovery window to see if he can come back because he actually kicked in that game in the Arizona game, but they had to tape him up and see if he could try to go. So um, right. I hope that he does come back this week. But if he doesn't, I mean, we obviously we signed a new kicker. Obviously, we have our emergency situation if Justin Reed decides to kick again. We don't want to overstrain him because, like you said, it does tend to tire him out. But um, in all, in all, in all worst case scenario, I think we probably use a new kicker we just signed. And I've heard uh, pretty good things. I'll give my analysis once I get more information on him because I know we literally just signed him like a couple hours ago on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Ago. Um, from what I heard, he's pretty decent, a pretty good uh, kicking percentage overall, made most of his extra points, which at this point, Chris, that's all we need. I don't need you to make long kicks. Just when we get in the red zone, if you can make those 20 to 30 yarders, the layups, as we said earlier, that's all I'm asking from a kicker nowadays.
0: Right, right. I thought we had that. Uh, apparently we didn't in Amandola, so bye. But uh, all right, we got to give the, our under. We took our first L's last week. Um, I think a lot of people took L's last week as far as the Chiefs prediction. Over yeah. under here is 45 points. Chiefs are two point dog fav- road favorites, which I think is a good. I think that's all good. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
1: I'll let you go first. I got some thinking to do.
0: All right. I'm taking under in the Chiefs cover. I'm taking like a 21 17. I think it's not even, I don't think the Chiefs defense or offense isn't going to start clicking. It's just this this Bucks defense is really good. There's still clearly some flaws, especially on the line in the running game with the Chiefs' offense right now. That I think you know, 21 seems like a good a good s- spot. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 21-17. Take the under uh, and uh, take the Chiefs to cover.
1: I'm probably gonna roll with you on that. That we definitely do cover. I'm gonna say Chiefs 23, Bucks 20. I definitely think it's gonna be a low-scoring game. Um, our offense will eventually start clicking. This may be the week that we do do that. Um, this is a very, very good unit on defense. They can get after you. They have some guys that can blitz, send some blitz packages and get after your quarterback and put some pressure on your O-line. But I definitely think their offense has struggled at times. And if we can get some of those turnovers and capitalize on those moments, and I think our special teams will be very much cleaned up this week. I believe Coach Tobe is definitely one of the most respected testing coaches in the league. So I expect him to go out there and be guys to be more focused, more energized, and be more locked in. So 23, 20 Chiefs, take the under and achieve cover. That's what I got.
0: Nice. And the, the two points does make it easy to uh, predict the Chiefs to cover, <laughs> you know, like you know, nice I, unless the, like, you think yeah. it's going to be, you know, 24, 23 or something like that. It does make it a lot easier to predict if you're a Chiefs victory kind of guy um, like I, we both always are. So it'll be an interesting game, uh, I think but the Bucs are a team that don't need to blitz. They're a team that can get home with their front four. You know, there's going to be a lot of seven, maybe even eight dropping in coverage at times, which is a little, a little scary with the separation or lack thereof. Some of these wide receivers have been able to get, but you know, we'll see. It's, it's still the Bucks haven't looked great on offense either. You know, they lost to uh, the Packers. They didn't look great against um, the saints offensively. And so there's definitely some question marks on the Bucks side as well to where, I just see the score staying low.
1: No, absolutely. The only reason I said that they may be a little more aggressive in their blitz packaging is because of the fact they know the last time they faced us, the last two times they faced us has been with Tyreek Hill. Now that yeah, they that's know no Tyreek Hill, they're like, oh, we could probably get after Patrick now and make him get the ball out of his hands and make these receivers and these tight ends win their one-on-one matchup. So I'm Great. super excited to see what Andy cooks up this week. Cause I know they hear all this chatter. They hear all the backlash from everyone. They, and you know what happens when uh, Pat and Andy get a little pissed off. So
0: guys,
1: <laughs> guys, guys tend to show up when their back is against the wall, and adversity usually hits them. So we usually tend to show up and play well after losses. So I expect the guys to come in and definitely uh, definitely ride right the ship this week.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun one. Sunday night football location unknown yet, but uh, definitely a good game to try to get back in the win column if they get back in the win column i think and they look okay on offense i think the the national media and the fan base starts to cool down a little bit Absolutely. if they lose to tampa you know which again good defense but they lose to tampa and the offense continues to struggle then you know there's going to be uh, that panic button's going to be hit by more than just the the you know naysayers like there was this week then a lot more people going to hit it so we'll get it right, right. get it
1: right this week get it right this week
0: all right, CJ. Well, we're going to wrap it up, man. But where can the good people find you?
1: You guys can always find me on Twitter. I'm always
0: available to talk.
1: My at name is at cgz81. That's C-J-E-E-Z-Y-8-1. I'm always available to talk film. I'll probably post them all 22 this week after the Colts match. I'm trying to start doing it every week. If you guys want to talk fantasy, you guys want to talk betting lines, spreads, anything
0: in life, just let me know. See, Jeezy is breezy, man. So um, <laughs> you can always follow me on Twitter. Well, at 10penny88, just like the number in the coin, 88 eight is for Tony, not the year I was born. I'm not quite that old. But, uh, <laughs> all right, guys, that is going to do it for us this week. As always, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate the love, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Cheers.